Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 45th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we decided to do a rye Caesaric. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, who knows. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, I, I'm actually a little well, surprised. I, I, did you take too big of a drink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh-huh. It's We did a double because mm-hmm. the single was just... Too small. People watching can see that's... It's not a whole lot, but like it's yeah, all the alcohol. double the double is, doesn't even fill our glasses <clears throat> halfway. Yeah, so you can imagine how the single. Yeah, it was, was. tiny, but yeah. it's it's uh, basically rye whiskey and absinthe mm-hmm. with a little bit of we use the Truvia sugar mm-hmm. um, and some bitters. But the the absinthe mixed with the whiskey gives it a pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh huh. I know because I mean we both really don't like. Black licorice, mm-hmm. and that's the and absinthe, absinthe tastes like tastes yeah. kind of like that. So, but yeah, it and I was expecting because like the Truvia kind of settled at the bottom, and I was kind of expecting it to not be sweet. sweet but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely still sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's, good. It's not bad. So before we get started, Seth is going to tell you his dumbass post of the week. Yeah, this one. Uh, Yeah, I I don't really even need to say much about it. You you can kind of probably tell as as I read it. Uh, But it was, I have that type of attitude that would make a man want to leave my ass, but the type of heart that'll make him come right back. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) Just no. Don't do that. What what type of attitude are you bringing to the table, especially if you're aware that somebody's going to want to leave? I mean, there's a big difference between your attitude and your heart. Mm-hmm. You can have the biggest heart in the world, but if your attitude sucks, you're a pain in the ass to be around. Yeah, she's probably a bitch. Yeah. That, bitch that, this is another one of those <clears throat> bitchy posts that women share that are trying to, I don't know. I don't even know what they try to tie to it, because I would almost say it's kind of like that that one time when we were talking about the independent, uh-huh. you know, quote-unquote independent, yeah. strong-willed woman that needs right. a, a zoo handler to make sure she keeps her ass in line. This is the same type of, I guess, kind of statement like that. I know. Yeah. It is the same thing that, you know, yeah, I'm a pain, but. Again, like, what kind of dude is going to want a, a girl like that? Not a worthwhile guy. Yeah, he's probably. And, and that's the thing is, yeah, you can get you can get a guy. You can get a guy, but you're not getting a guy worth worth anything. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, you, you, a worthwhile person will not put up with that. Yeah, good luck with your attitude. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking to you. Yeah, hey, you. <laughs> You know who I'm talking to out there. If you're like, is he talking to me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you're funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's we're recording late. Uh-huh. We decided to do this usually a day earlier than we typically do because uh-huh. we have plans. Uh-huh. And so it's late. And we haven't been drinking all day or anything like no, that. No, well, we had to drink earlier, but it was like way earlier, so. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. So I think my, my threshold's going to be a little lower. Yeah, well, and, well, not only that, but like. We might be like a little loopy because we might be a little bit tired. Or yeah, something well, that's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, so t- tonight we're going to be talking about God's will. 
Um, we've mentioned on on the show before, like that we're not we are not a religious podcast. And no shit. I'm sure everybody <laughs> figured that out from listening to my mouth and you. <laughs> right, I know. Really though, but I mean, if you haven't listened to us before, no, we're not a religious podcast. You know, if if you see this episode on iTunes or whatever, and you're like, oh. You know, God's will. You know, I wonder if this yeah. is a religious pod- podcast. No, I mean, we're drinking, we're mm-hmm. having fun discussing stuff, and we're not a religious podcast. Um, but we wanted to, we think that it's worthwhile to talk about, mm-hmm. about God's will and and what people do in relation, or I guess... <laughs> something that God tells them to do or whatever. Well, pe- people can tend to use their faith and their religious beliefs as a crutch and almost an excuse to not get out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So, and very recently, we had, we've had a few people reach out to us, mm-hmm. um, some of our followers on, on uh, social media, and... You know, asking us for advice, and one thing that has kind of stuck with us is them asking us to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, well, Seth and I, we do believe in God. Right. <laughs> we are Christians, um, just not a a Christian based mm-hmm. podcast. And um, but yeah, it's really you know these people asking us for for prayers and stuff, and it's like, okay, well, maybe we should talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've hinted around it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I think even in our very first episode, mm-hmm. I think one of us made the statement of, you know, we are by no means a religious mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but like you said, it doesn't mean that we don't believe in God. It doesn't mean that we don't believe in prayer. It doesn't mean that we don't you know, have some kind of roots in, in faith-based or even organized religion or things like that. Um, but we we chose to talk about the things the way that we wanted to talk about it without the influence of religion. Because yeah. there is a very prominent faith-based, probably the most successful marriage podcast out there is a faith-based mm-hmm. marriage and I only say podcast because they just recently started the podcast, but yeah. support group or whatever you want to call it on social media out there. And they've been around for a while. Um, and everything about them is religious and faith-based. And and part of our beef with that is there is a huge stigma in the Christian community about divorce mm-hmm. and how divorce is bad and how you know you're not supposed to get divorced and we we talked about one one episode mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was but one of the things I looked up was all of the things that the Bible actually uh, said about yeah. divorce and uh-huh. how how contradictory it is throughout the Bible because there was and I think even the one I referenced on, on, earlier in one of the other episodes was you know the the scripture about um, what Moses said that God told him about divorce um, was, I don't want to say it was pro-divorce, but it wasn't as anti-divorce as the religious community makes it sound. Yeah. But then in the New, New Testament, it was changed, and they referenced back to that and said, well, well, Moses' hard, heart was hardened, and, and that's not really the truth. It's really kind of what it meant. Yeah. Um, but you, there's plenty in the Bible that talks about kind of the parameters behind it, and, and it's not this huge no-no that for some reason... 
people think it is. And there's nothing in the Bible that tells you that you have to be miserable or that you will go to hell <laughs> right? or that you will be, you know, not in the good light of the Lord if you leave a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of uneducated people in the faith-based organizations that hear something or they hear they hear someone and they look up to his perspective on it. And they think, well, they, 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 they believe that because that's what the Bible told them to believe. Mm-hmm. Well, they believe that because that's what they were told to believe, but it's not that it came out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we see people typically use religion and use their faith and use Christianity or whatever you want to lump in there as a sometimes major, the major reason as to why they won't leave an awful relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know for, I mean, I didn't, I, I don't think like in my previous relationship that I necessarily thought that I can't leave this relationship because of this is what God's telling me to do or be mm-hmm. in. Um, but I know from my experience of praying and praying that the, our relationship would get better and, Praying for my um, drug addict, alcoholic fiance at the time, mm-hmm. and just hoping that, hoping and praying that he was going to change, and it didn't. It well, that's not what God was telling. He wasn't. He was answer, He answered my prayers, mm-hmm. but he was trying to show me a different path to go on, and I think that people need to realize. That it's not, it's not always what you want the the path to be. I mean, and people, people, um, it's very, uh, gosh, what's the word? Cliche. Uh, Are you trying? Well, no, not cliche. Um, gosh, <laughs> I can't, I can't think of the word. People are are always, you know, saying, oh, well, you need to do this. And but they don't do they don't do exactly what they're supposed to do. What am I You're talking about? Like it, how it's in God's hands type of thing? Yeah, or? I guess, but not really. That's not what the word that I'm trying to look for. Maybe it'll come to you. Maybe it will. But well, and and you know, and what you just said is exactly why we thought that this was very important to talk about. Um, you know, one of the things that I don't want to give a huge history lesson, but I. I was I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we went every Sunday morning, every Sunday afternoon, every Wednesday. I went to a private Christian school until I was a junior in high school. Um, and so on some level, I don't want to say it was force-fed religion, but I was definitely exposed to what is appropriate and inappropriate in the world of the religious sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people look at me now and they're like, well, he totally rebelled. That's why he's you know, covered in tattoos. And, yeah. And drinks whiskey, <laughs> but that's not you know that that really doesn't have anything to do with no. with this rebellion behind it. But the the I, I guess upside of seeing all of that was really being able to not really question religion or question God or question my faith or anything like that. But it was sometimes just like this just doesn't make any sense. Why? you're going to put up with this because you're afraid that this is the repercussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what is that? And I, I, know, I know very early on, um, I don't even remember who said it, but I remember somebody telling me that when you pray, God has 
three answers for you. Yes, no, not now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people, and, and this, this is the advice I, I give people that are relying on God's guidance or the result of prayer, whatever it is, when they feel that they're trying to save their marriage, that they're pray- I'm praying all the time. I'm praying for God to to show what you typically hear, and you'll see this on this other very prominent, you know, social media page of, of this other organization we've talked about. You will look at the comments, and it's just desperate woman after desperate woman after desperate woman talking about how I, I pray to God every day for for the Lord to show my husband the way, mm-hmm. and. I just picture in my mind God just like throwing his hands up saying, Hey, dumbass, I've been showing you that this is not who you should be with for 12 years. Yeah. And you aren't listening to me. Uh So, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I know. Because most people pray for the desired result that they think is best for them. Uh Uh-huh. And you're not, you're, you're absolutely not allowed to say that you believe in God and you're going to put things in God's hand, but then you get to pick how you want it to play out. Uh-huh. That's not how it works, people. So if, if you want to turn the decision over to God, if you want to pray to God, then you need to let Him handle that situation. Yeah. And sometimes it is a cold slap in the face that you've made some pretty awful decisions in staying with somebody you shouldn't be with. Uh-huh. And that... It's like, well, okay, well, what else can I do to this person? Because he's addicted to that. He's doing this. He's cheated on him. He's, you know, he's, he's never at home. He's doing this and that. And I don't know what else I got to do to show her that this isn't the person for her. I know. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. It's all about knowing which, what signs that God is showing you. Well, are, you pr- are you praying because you really, you, are you praying because you want it to end a certain way that you think is the best way? Or are you praying because... You want it to be taken care of by God. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and I, I, cause I know for me, I was praying the, because I wanted, I wanted the relationship to work out. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to get better. I wanted, you know, everything to work out the way I wanted it to work yeah. out. In the way that you thought it should work out. Yes. And that's not, <laughs> that's obviously not what happened. I mean, it worked out mm-hmm. the way it was supposed to work out and. And by me leaving the situation, yep. it was well. And you you see, you see people that hit a hit a fork in the road, or or you know a decision point in a relationship, and and you really kind of see predominantly two types of people. You you see somebody that says, "Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pray and pray and pray for God to fix this." And then you have the other person that's like, well, this is all happening for a reason, and this is all part of God's plan, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to let him run with it. And then you become completely apathetic to doing anything about the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's not about just throwing caution to the wind and throwing your hands up and saying, let the cards fall where they may, because God already knows what's going to happen. It's going to be a plan. And But maybe that plan is you pulling your head out of your rear end and recognizing the situation you're in and making decisions to better that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you typically see that those two type of people, this, I know. this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to become super religious. I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue 
to ask the Lord for stuff, and then other people saying, well, you know, destiny's already been written, and, and God knows what's going to happen, and so, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's out of my control. Yeah, I know. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I hate that. Because uh, there's also free will, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so are you going to do... Are you just, you're just going to let things happen. You can't just let things happen, yep. too. You have to... You are have a little bit of control. You have control over your life and your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And... God is just guiding you to to do what's what he says is right. Yeah. Hopefully you'll take the advice. Mhm. Yep. I, I, and I, I mean I don't really know what else to say about that aspect of it cuz mm-hmm. it's it, it it's really just looking for sometimes that whatever the sign is that you're going to finally read mm-hmm. and what does that look like and what does that sound like and what does that feel like and what is that sign that's going to going to repair that and far too often we see these extremely one-sided marriages where if you're now I, I truly believe that if you and your partner are going to church and you're going to religious counseling and you're praying together to strengthen your relationship, I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going <clears> to <throat> help you. I think it's going to keep you close together. I think it's going to keep a a you know a, a big you know religious factor tying your relationship together, but that only works when there are both of you equally invested in it. Mm-hmm. Just like every other aspect of your marriage works when both of you are equally invested. Mm-hmm. If your partner is not going to church with you and is not engaged with you and does not believe in God and does not want to do with this and you're you know, the only person on that sinking ship working for it, it's still going to sink. You're just going to take a lot longer to go under. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people really just want this. When they pray for that, when, I, when you see that stuff on, on, on those, those you know, social media pages and things like that of, uh, you know, I pray every day for, for God to show my husband the way. What, what you're really asking and what you want is your partner, who's completely clueless or doesn't care or whatever it is, to just have an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for God himself to come down and say, hey, you're screwing this up. You need to turn your life around. And that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That That's not how it's going to work. Well, I know. And one thing that, so like, I think... With, um, with our, with our podcast and probably every other relationship or marriage podcast out there, it's, it is mostly women that are listeners. And I think that the, most of the time it's just the women that are, are listening to the, to the podcast and, and wanting, you know, to tell their husband, well, this is what they said and this and that, but and with, um, like, recently we had someone reach out to us and say that she and her husband both were listening to to mm-hmm. our podcast and how much it's helped. Well, it, and when you do... Just at least conversation-wise, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, with a couple people, though, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you, <laughs> you, have to, you have to be on the same page. You mm-hmm. have to... Your husband has to want it too, ladies. Yeah. I mean, think about th- There would be zero results if you said, you know what? 
my partner and I need to go to marriage counseling, but he doesn't want to invest, so I'll go for both of us. Mm-hmm. What, what the hell do you think is going to happen? Are you, is your plan to come home and say, well, the counselor said you need to get off your butt and pay more attention to me? <laughs> That's not, he's not going to be like, oh, well, that's what the counselor said? Okay. I know. It's not good enough you've been telling me to do that for 10 years. I'll go ahead and just do that now that you said the counselor said. And that's how it's going to work with the religious piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you can't come back with the so-and-so said or the Bible is t- saying this. If they aren't invested in it and they don't care enough to, to at least help you with your journey or acknowledge what's going on and something needs to be fixed, it's a dead end. It's yeah. an absolute dead end. Mm-hmm. And you need to start... Praying for yourself, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. for them. Yes, I know that is very true. Well, and <laughs> you know we say it so much on on our podcast that you need to self reflect. Mm-hmm. You need to like what is going on in in your own life that you need to to change for your relationship too. Yeah, don't just yeah. That's perfectly said. You need to pray for yourself too, mm-hmm. and pray for for you to understand like when to cut your losses yeah. or when to to do what you need to do for your relationship. Well, and part of the part of the problem is when people are going in the middle of going through that, they can't they can't fathom at that moment in time that it's going to get better. They can't believe that a divorce is actually going to be the best thing that happened for you. Yeah. Um, because it feels like the end of the world. You, you feel like everything you've known for however long is crashing down, mm-hmm. and you don't have any idea how you're ever going to recover from it. And so you really just try to hold on and do everything. It's like, it's like you're flying a plane, and it's heading straight down to the ground, and you're trying to pull up on those controls as hard as you can, knowing that and, and hoping that, that literally an act of God is going to make that plane level out and save everybody's life. Mm-hmm. But you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. And, and when you realize that it's going to crash and your relationship is going to be over, you, you can't see how you can come out of the other side of that. Um, not just the same, but how much better your life is actually going to mm-hmm. be until you've actually made that journey. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things that people going through it, you know, if, if you're telling me it's going to be all right, um, I don't know if it'll be all right or mm-hmm. not. I don't know what type of person you are. I've seen people that go through breakups and don't bounce back. I know. I've seen people that go through breakups and use that breakup as the <clears throat> tragedy in their life where their life took a complete wrong turn. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen other people that aren't as weak-willed as that and don't let that control them. Mm-hmm. And people that learn from it and move on and realize that what they thought was such a horrible situation ended up being the best bad ending they could have ever hoped for mm-hmm. because their life has improved tenfold now. Yeah. Because they got away from it. I know. Uh, well, I look I look at it like with um like with some of our jobs that we've had or um, some of the promotions that we went for that we didn't get, mm-hmm. you know, and that at the time you're like, gosh, this sucks. Like, right. oh, why didn't I get it? You know, mm-hmm. and, and of course you're, you're praying and you're hoping that, that it's going to work out and it didn't. And then you're like, oh. because you want it to work out your way yeah. so bad. Yes. And yeah. then finally, like 
later on down the road, something else extremely good happens, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, thank God that I'm so glad this didn't, didn't work happen. out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and, and those things, if you're paying attention, those things happen regularly. I don't know if I'd say completely regularly, but often enough mm-hmm. to where you should be able to trace some steps back and say, man, I'm glad when I looked at. <clears throat> At this thing that I really wanted to happen and it didn't, it's a good thing it didn't because mm-hmm. this worked out way better. Yeah. Um, and and there's little things that happen quite often like that as well. But mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing in life that you know you you can't let what didn't work out the way that you wanted it to predetermine the rest of your life and the decisions that you're going to make moving forward. Um, but at the same time, it's not about oh, well, something bad happened, and it's, it's out of my control. What can yeah. I do about it? That's not what we're saying no, either. No, uh-uh. It's learning from that entire experience and taking what you learned and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, really kind of going back to, I, I guess, the point of the, of the entire conversation with, with, with the God's will is, is, this is this is just something that we, you continually see out there of, of people using this type of statement as their own justification to themselves and everybody else as to why they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not a good, it, it, it ends up, you're taking something that should be very sincere and using it as just another excuse. I know. You know, it's the same thing as saying, well, you know, we have kids together or, well, selling the house would be a pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, you, you really kind of diminish what, you know, quote-unquote God's will is when you start using it as just another excuse. I know. Um, and that's what people tend to do. Yeah, I know. They they just want to um, use it and continue to be miserable in mm-hmm. their life. It just, I don't know, I feel I feel bad for the people that, that just continue <coughs> to, to make it an excuse. Well, and... and- even some that don't make an excuse, they flip it around and they say, "Well, this is a test. Uh-huh. God's testing yeah, me. Yeah, I know. God's That's testing true us too. Yes. And and they think that it's this pass or fail. That that they think that it's that it is a test. And failing the test is moving on and getting divorced. Well, okay, but not only that, people also think that it's Satan that is Satan is taking control of my yes. partner and Satan's interfering in my uh-huh. marriage and. Yeah, and they're and and Satan is the reason why their relationship isn't working. When the truth is, it, it's 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 both of your guys' fault. Yeah. yeah, there's there's more to it than just that. You can't just you can't point to some outside force mm-hmm. and and lay total blame on that as to why somebody gave up or isn't working on the relationship. And I mean, I could have said that. I could have said that Satan took over my ex. Mm-hmm. And that he completely took over him and made him addicted to drugs and and all this, but that 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 completely um, it doesn't give him any. What am I trying to say? No accountability. Yes, accountability. Mm-hmm. Yes, no accountability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, it's his fault that he's a drug addict. Yeah, and he needs to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you mentioned it before, free will. Mm-hmm. Free will works both ways, mm-hmm. and if you if you really want to head down the religious path, 
it's not about Satan or a demon possessing your partner and making this it, free will free will works for both good and bad mm-hmm. it's their decision now if you want to say that you know satan tempted them then by all means mm-hmm. but it was still their free will that that yeah. led them down that path yes you know it, mm-hmm. it's not this control mechanism that like we said relieves all personal accountability for their decisions and they can come out of it and say, well, Satan had a hold of my life, and the only reason I did that was because Satan was in control. No, that's not how it works. But people tend to say that quite often mm-hmm. as they're coming out of the other side when just take responsibility for it. I was an idiot. I was a dumbass. I made some really bad decisions that almost ruined my marriage and ruined my life and my kid's life and all this stuff, but I've learned from that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. What are you supposed to pass on to other people? It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. If Satan grabs a hold of you, it's all downhill from there. I know. No, that's not how it works, people. Uh-uh. Um, but the you know the test thing is, is one of those things where people will really dig in because because they look at that pastor fell and they say, well, you know, God is testing me. And if 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 I if I abandon this relationship, if I leave now, if I walk away, if I file for divorce, that means I failed the test. Well, what, what's the passing option then? What are you going to do? It, because the the passing option, I would not assume, is it may or may not ever get better, but the only way to pass this test is to ride this out until you die. Yeah. And then we'll be standing at the pearly gates with a big A plus on your marriage certificate for you. Mm-hmm. It says, good job. You were miserable for the last 70 years of your life, but you didn't leave. You get an A plus plus, idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works either. Right. You know? I know. Um but but using it as a crutch to justify another bad decision in your life is completely counterproductive. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it, so look for the look for the actual signs and the things that you need in your life to guide you to the best decision for you and your relationship mm-hmm. and and I guess your partner. But it's. It's still one of those things that you, you have to look back at that that free will aspect of it, and you have to look back at the accountability mm-hmm. and how much one person can really do in a relationship themselves. Because you can't do everything. I know. You, you just can't. And, and I think that another piece to that is people saying, well, I if I'm going to leave, I have to be able to look back and say, I did everything. I know. That's, yeah, that's true. Well, and I think, I, I think I even did that myself. And I, <laughs> I think that I feel, I feel okay with the, <laughs> the decision that I made for leaving when I, when I did, mm-hmm. because I think I did do everything that in my power that, which I don't think it, like now looking back, I don't think it, it matters. Mm-hmm. As much as I thought it did, whenever I was getting ready to leave or whatever, but I wanted to leave on a better note, I guess, to where I felt like my ex was going to be okay mm-hmm. if I when I did leave, and I don't know. I, <laughs> again, I think that then I thought that it was. Very that was like important. a noble was, thing to really kind of do. It was really important to me, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, it's well, like, yeah, and I, I see, I, I see the the breaker upper doing things like that, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that's just guilt. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up guilt. 
Uh, it doesn't feel good to break someone's heart or end a relationship. It's not something people get joy out of. And so sometimes guilt will start kind of messing with your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's why we come come to those things. Well, I know I want to leave, but I've got this checklist to make sure that I do these 12 things before I do. Um, and that's really to relieve you of guilt. It's not really because you're trying to do 12 things to save the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to look at yourself in the mirror after it's all over to say, yeah, I did everything. <laughs> yeah. When, I know, that's you know, true. It's, it's know. not a try, try, and try again uh-uh. mentality when it comes to salvaging a broken relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that a relationship can't be broken and be salvaged. I'm just saying there, there are certain aspects and factors, many we've talked about on here, that you know are, it is broken. It is broken, and it's not going to be repaired to the level that a healthy, functioning relationship could be. And if you don't want a healthy, functioning, happily ever after marriage, then stay in that and make the best out of it you can. But you don't get a reward for that. Yeah. Um, you know, why would you not want to try to do something where you're going to have, you know, not an ordinary marriage, but an extraordinary marriage? Mm-hmm. And, and why would you not want to try to do something that's going to produce the most amount of happiness that is you're capable of handling mm-hmm. in a relationship, you know, and, and you know, it all still kind of goes back to the, well, let's, let's just make it work and we'll just gut it out. And, and, you know, it, at least we can look back and say, I can say, well, I didn't give up on him. Mm-hmm. I know well, you gave up on yourself. You gave up on your own happiness. You gave up on your own future. You gave up on, you know, anything that could have made your life better mm-hmm. for what? So you could say that statement. Well, I I didn't leave. I know. Well, and it was God's will that I stay. It's it's the it's the easy way out, and that they try to make it sound like it's not right. That staying Uh was the harder decision, and we've talked about. No, it's not. No, staying's easy. Yeah, and they they really, I don't know. They just really want. They want it to to work out, and and I think you've said it before in another um, episode where you kind of just want to shake them, mm-hmm. you know. And the the thing is, is that they're not going to see what you're trying to tell them now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it's all gonna, it'll all come together. It you know, if their life does end up going good and and doing good things for their life it'll all you know right now it sucks it feels like oh my gosh it's the end of the world mm-hmm. but eventually <clears throat> you're we we hope anyway that you're gonna be much happier and you're gonna find someone else that will actually make you happy mm-hmm. and yeah. a better relationship oh yeah uh, but the sad thing is most people won't know i know they won't, they won't know what people don't know what they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I've, I've used the same, you know, analogy with, with my own personal happiness of what I thought was happy. I had no idea what I was missing out on until I got out of a bad relationship and got in a really good relationship. And people's, I, I use the term relative a lot, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. You know, your your happiness and your successfulness and your closeness with one another or whatever you want to put in your little basket of here's our marriage makeup it's relative to what you have 
in your own relationship. It's not relative to what you don't know. You, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know what actual fulfillment and 100% happiness is because you've never had it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for someone like... Uh, it's hard for, I guess, you <laughs> to hear that from someone like me saying, here's what this is when that person I'm talking to just has nothing to compare it to mm-hmm. because they, they haven't actually lived it. I know. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean what, one hard. of the things that I would get asked a lot when, um, <clears throat> I think we've said on here what I did in the military, but when I jumped out of airplanes, the, one of the first questions people would ask is, what does that feel like? Well, there's nothing that I'm going to tell you that will describe how that feels like if you've never done it. Well, is it like, you know, when you ride a roller coaster? Nope. It's not like that. Uh-huh. Is it like whenever, you know, you, you do? No, it's not like that. That's I can't describe it to you. You have to put on that parachute and jump it out of that airplane yourself to feel the same sensation that I had. And it's the same thing with, with happiness mm-hmm. and success. You know, you're, you're, when I say you, I don't mean you. I mean the people I'm talking to I on know. there. You know, <laughs> your perspective of happiness is skewed. But it's only skewed to me because I can tell that you aren't 100% happy. I know. I can tell that your relationship isn't that successful. I know. I know. That sucks to like to to look at someone and, and just to know that they're not happy mm-hmm. and and to try to to like explain it, but you know that they're not going to yeah. to understand it though. Well and I you know I I've had conversations with guys where uh, one of them that really sticks out was this this guy telling me all of these things, like, and he, he wasn't saying it to complain. He was just telling about his life with his partner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, my, yeah, my ex-wife used to do that. <laughs> and I wasn't saying it to really try to point out that you're married to a bitch. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was just kind of, that was how I could relate to him. Yeah, I've been there, bud. That's how my last marriage was. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it, it, once again, it wasn't to say, hey, you need to leave because I, I have bliss over here now and you don't. But even hearing him sell these things, he didn't really, I don't think even after the 20 stories he told me that I said, yep, that's exactly what I went through with my ex. I don't think any of it ever sank into where he was like, obviously not because they're still married, mm-hmm. but it didn't uh-huh. sink into the point where he was like, damn, what the what the hell am I doing? Why? Why am I... Why am I stuck in this? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I do feel as much as we we say this on here, I still feel in those one on one conversations with people. It's not my place to say you should leave. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I'm going to tell you how happy I am, and I'm going to tell you how miserable I was. Uh-huh. And I know, and I think you should leave. Uh-huh. And I think that what would be best for you is to leave. But my hope is they will come to that conclusion on their own. I know. Yeah, I know. It's really hard to but tell they don't. someone. <laughs> Nine times yeah. out of ten, they don't. And uh-huh. it's like, all right, you're lost cause. Just keep being miserable. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to tell someone to exactly that they need to leave. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You you want them to, to come to the realization. And But the, the thing that sucks is that... People aren't aren't that smart. Yeah. People aren't that smart when it comes to like to love. You know, they I guess they're just 
like, well, I don't know, they, they say love is blind or whatever, but, you know, they are blind to, to everything bad that's going on in their life with their partner. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's just weird. It just sucks. Well, that I don't know if they're necessarily blind to it. I think they recognize you think? that it's bad. Well, I think some people do, but some people don't. I just don't think that they recognize it enough because of all the other stuff we talked about. They think that that bad stuff is normal. Yeah. And and even when I say this, there's people there's people listening to me right now saying, "Well, I deal, you know, every relationship has this and this. Ours doesn't." I know. <laughs> I get so sick of hearing that. Well, every relationship has its fights. Nope. Yeah, I know. Every relationship has has its periods where you aren't having sex with each other. Nope. <laughs> you know, every relationship has that moment where you blow up and yell at each other. Nope. nope. That's not true. Uh-huh. And but whenever I say those things, there's still people that are saying, well, our, our relationship has its problems, but it's not that bad. And that's the exact same fucking thing that I said for 12 years. Uh-huh. Well, my relationship isn't that bad. And it was. It was absolutely awful. Uh-huh. It wasn't abusive, and it wasn't addiction. And people think that, you know, it's, especially like even when they hear like your stories, that's where they look at it and say, oh, well, my partner's not addicted to drugs yeah, and alcohol, so it's not true. that bad. Well, your relationship was more normal than what my relationship right. was. And I think that, I mean, I know that there's other people out there that are in my same situation, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh my gosh, well, <laughs> yeah. maybe I should leave. Hopefully, leave if, yeah. you, if you are in that situation. I mean, but most people are in your old situation, yeah. though. And I, I think so. Based based on the conversations I've had with guys, mm-hmm. that, yes, I, I would completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know way more guys that are completely unfulfilled sexually mm-hmm. because there are so many parallels to their current relationship to my last relationship. Um, and I don't know what my ex-wife's perspective would be with talking to other women. Yeah, I know. Um, and I'll never know that. But I don't know what the other women may be thinking out there that are with the guy that's the old me. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, is, what is their complaint? What is their... What are they not getting out of the relationship? What are they... You know, ha- what's their perspective of the whole thing? And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what they may be thinking. But I think sometimes they're just like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm not miserable. And, and But I think that that's where you, you hear those things that... The woman said, well, well, he's a really good dad. Uh-huh. Well, he, he provides for us. Well, he's, he's never hit me. He's, oh, you know, he's gosh. not addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You know, and they, know. they start doing the, well, he's not this. Yeah. But what is the well, he he's is? Better than, he's better than so-and-so. Right. Comparing him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to write out a pro and con list on your, perf- on your current partner, would the pros still outweigh the cons? Jeez, you I know, so. I mean, if if you look at a a stereotypical dating range of of when someone was, you know, eighteen twenty six years old and dating, and they were looking for their perfect partner, how many of those qualities does your current partner actually have? I know. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm just I'm betting they're not a ten for ten like this guy right here. <laughs> Shut up! You're funny. <laughs> but you weren't that way. You weren't always the best partner to your old no, partner, I, though, too. And so, I wouldn't. yeah, it it took me praying for a good guy, and 
and for me turning into a good guy. <laughs> and and, and it, uh, you coming into my life. Me me making all of my horrible mistakes uh-huh. in my last relationship. Uh-huh. You know, and that's one of the things like we'll we'll you know hear people oh, my 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 husband said this to me when when I was pregnant, and it's like well yeah that's that's not as bad as what I told my ex wife when she was pregnant. You know. What did you what What would you say though? I don't know about what I, I told her that. Oh, God, I hope you lose all that weight. Oh my you know, gosh, you're mean. I was 20 years old. That's awful. I was 20. This, I don't This care. was 20 years ago. <laughs> over 20 years ago. That's not nice at all. I'm just saying <laughs> that I made those mistakes. <laughs> I would never say that today. Yeah, I know. Thank God. Not to my partner anyway. I think <laughs> I've said it to coworkers. <laughs> oh, shit. Jeez. You're so... And everyone is like, jeez, he's really mean. God. But, you know, the I've told, you, I've told you the story of when she was pregnant and I went to the strip club with yeah, you my did. friends yeah, and stuff like that. Ridiculous. I mean, I, I did some pretty shitty things. Yeah, I know. Thank God you got all of that out. Right. But, but I think that, that that's what, once again, we've talked about it on here, that people only hear our successes together and it was because we didn't have the bad times with one another yeah uh-huh we had... it was all with other people yeah thank god so I just know. finish making those mistakes with other people yeah. and then go find your right one <laughs> yeah I that's, know. That's, that's the key to happiness right <laughs> yeah. there uh-huh. um yeah but 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 i i think that i i like i like to um i even whenever i teach in in my in my real world job and and things like that. One of the things I always I always stress is people learn from the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the challenges that you and I have had when talking to other people is because they look at us from this, this perspective of, well, they don't have any problems. Well, no, we don't. We don't have any problems, but it doesn't mean that we haven't been down that same path. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is they just want that, that relatable piece to be... I want to talk some to somebody that's been down that path and made it through and are still with their partner. Mm-hmm. And my pushback is whatever that looks like isn't true happiness anyway, mm-hmm. for I the know. most part. Yeah, I know. And you tend to see that when, when people are talking to other couples or they listen to other advice out there, things like that, that it's it's not a good, healthy, happy relationship um, after they've gone through all those horrible things together. It's something that's... Is it functioning? Yeah. Is it still moving forward? Yeah. But is it, you know, marital bliss and true happiness? No. No. Uh-uh. It's not. I don't. Well, and, and like, for us, it was definitely, it was learning experiences, like, that we had to, we had to go through. And, you know, you have to, you do have to make those mistakes. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to. And if you really listen to us and listen to our advice... You won't make those mistakes, yeah. but that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's learning <clears throat> from from all of that. And even if you are with the, your same partner, mm-hmm. learn yeah. learn from what you're freaking what you've done in the past. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with looking back to. Let me back up. There is something wrong with continually punishing your partner for mistakes they made early on in your relationship. Mm-hmm. If you have chosen to stay with them, you can't keep bringing it up. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong if you're the one that made that mistake to come back to your partner years later and still say, hey, you know, I was thinking about what a dumbass I was Mm -hmm. when we were 24 years old. 
mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and I did A, B, C, and D, and I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, and hopefully it's not too late at that point that you're right. recognizing that you were a mm-hmm. dumbass and, and finally owning up to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I think that, I guess kind of circling back to the entire you know, God's will aspect of it is make sure that you're, you're seeking guidance and help in, in, in prayer or religious counseling or whatever it is you, you put in that bucket that you're really seeking out a solution, mm-hmm. not things to go your way. Yeah. Um, because there's a huge difference, yeah. you know, when, when you're, when somebody's like, oh man, I wish, I wish I could. I, 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 you know, please, God, please let me win the Powerball. I want to win $10 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that really the best answer to your problems? Or would the better answer be to have a, you know, have more investment in your health, have more investment in long-term planning for your life and mm-hmm. investment opportunities and, and or that job partnership that, or getting that yeah. dream job that's going to, Maybe you're not going to make as much, but it's going to be something you love doing or whatever it is. I mean, people have kind of a this, I want things to work out this way because I know that this is the best plan for me. When most people aren't good planners anyway, no. and you don't really know what you want, and you don't really know what's going to work for you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So quit trying to create your perfect ending and seek an actual solution. Yeah. And then go with, go with, I don't want to say go with the flow, but then progress towards that and what that solution is. Mm-hmm. I, 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 guess, I guess I just, I don't understand sometimes the people's thought concepts and train of thought because the, the want, the, the desire to get the thing that they want the way that they want it seems to outweigh common sense mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of times. It always does. And I think when you're in the middle of that, you don't realize that that's <clears throat> happening. But from people looking in on the outside, that's where the, I just want to shake you. Because yeah. it's like, sh- just wake up. Mm-hmm. This is not going to end good. What you're doing is wrong. How you're progressing on this path is going to end horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they just don't see it. Mm-mm. You know, and and I think that if you... Yeah, you you could tie all kinds of analogies to that that type of mindset that you know from from anything and everything. If you if your car is if your engine oil light is on and you don't go put oil in that car and you're just like, well, you, if your approach is well, it's it's in God's hands now. We'll just we'll just we'll just see what happens. I I believe that the car will still run as long as I need it to because it's in God's hands. Or if you just start praying, oh, God, please, please, please let my car run, let my car run, let my car run. It's not going to run forever unless you do some maintenance. Yeah. And if your car keeps breaking down and that oil light keeps coming on after you fill it up and your check engine light's on and your clutch goes out and your distributor cap keeps falling off and your alternator's blown, how much money are you going to keep investing in that car? I know. Because you bought it when you were 22 years old and you just have sentimental attachment to you. And maybe it gets you to and from work, but you're not proud to drive it around. You're not going to let anybody else get into it. <laughs> you don't take care of it that much. You don't vacuum it out. There's, you know, corn nuts all in the seats and boogers <laughs> under the driver's seat. Oh, Whatever God. it is, this is a nasty car. Just sell that shit and get a new car. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's funny too. Um, I mean, because this goes even beyond in... 
a relationship, but whenever whenever I worked for the dating service, mm-hmm. people would tell me, well, I'm waiting for God to bring me my perfect person. Yeah. And it's the same freaking thing. Did you ever say, well, I just got off the phone with God and that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> sometimes we, sometimes I would. Um, but my, my biggest story was the, the one where um, God, there was a flood coming and all that. And, and God sent a, someone in a helicopter, someone in a boat, you know, all of that stuff. And then finally get up to the gates of heaven and share this whole story. Because well, I don't know, do you know, do you know the context behind it? Uh, the, well, the end of it is... Well, yeah, yeah. you got to get to a point. <laughs> Can you, do you not remember so, what the whole well, thing Well, I kind of do. So there's a big flood mm-hmm. coming and, um, and this one, this guy is like, um, they, they come to his house, these people come to his house and they're like, come on, we're all going to this big gymnasium and, you know, we're going to be saved there and... We're going to be safe and we're going to have food and, and water and everything there. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going with you guys. God's going to save me. Okay. And they're like, okay. So they leave and then um, the flood gets worse and all of a sudden someone comes by in a boat and they're like, hop come in. on, hop yeah. in. He's like, no, 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 no. God is going to save me. I know he's going to save me. So then... The flood is all the way up to the roof of the house, and he's on the roof, sitting there, and someone in a helicopter comes, and they're like, come on, get in, get in the helicopter. He's like, no, 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 God's going to save me. Mm-hmm. So then um, he, he dies, drowns. he drowns, yeah. <laughs> and he gets to the gates of heaven, and he's like, what What the heck, God? Like, I thought you were going to save me. I, I had all, I put all my faith in you yes. to save me. Uh-huh. And he's like, I tried. <laughs> I, I sent the people from the gymnasium. I sent the people, yeah. the person on the boat, the helicopter. I tried to save you. You didn't take any of my advice. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would use for these, for these single people. Like, I, I'm the person that's trying to tell you. Like, So are we an instrument of God right now? <laughs> Maybe we are. And we are giving people the sign that they should Maybe we do are. what's best for them. Mm-hmm. We could be. We very okay. well could be. Mm-hmm. We could be that the answer to the prayer that the, the person listening has been asking for. <laughs> you know? It really could be. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else? I don't. I, I mean, I, I think it's... You know, this this is one of those that I I think I probably could have just said in one sentence and been like, all right, <laughs> we're done. We're done. Yeah. That that's the point. I know. Don't use it as a crutch. Don't, you know, don't keep blindly praying for an answer you want instead of something that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like what you said though. I like that you said that to you know look for a solution. Pray even pray for a solution. Mm-hmm. Like what what is the the end solution that you're wanting right not just the of course you want things to work out the way you want them to work out but is that really what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be is that really the best path and, and yeah and you don't know what the other path options are because you haven't even looked mm-hmm. and i think that that's that's where i i, I believe with great risk comes great reward mm-hmm. and and sometimes the risky decision of taking that leap of faith and going into your 
out or stepping outside of your comfort zone, things <laughs> that we've talked about. I mean, even over the recent podcast, mm-hmm. pushing those boundaries and, and, and getting out of that comfort zone and taking that leap of faith and trying something different is, is, is a risk, but there's a chance for a great reward there. Oh, yeah. Um, Huge. Especially if you don't have any reward at all right now. Mm-hmm. Some For some people, it's all upside. I, I can at least appreciate people that are like, well, my life could be worse. But there's some people out there that's like, no, there's there is no way fathomable fathomable mm-hmm. that you leaving could make your life worse. It will just get better. Yeah. Even if you don't have any place to live, it's still better than the current living situation you have with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are extreme examples of things that people need to get away from. But sometimes people are in those extreme yep. situations. Mm-hmm. And you do need to get out of it. <clears throat> you know, and I think that you know, no matter what we say and. and all the analogies and the stories and all that stuff aside, it, it's it's still going to go back to the free will. Mm-hmm. It, it's still going to go back to people listening to what we have to say or looking at examples that people have made that decision and people that are are currently making bad decisions and still making the, the conscious effort to either change or not change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, even when I say that, I can think of like three people right off the bat that I just want to backhand <laughs> and, and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you even attempting to be in this relationship in any way, shape, or form? Um, and it's it's a level of like blind, absolute stupidity that is not even in this... It's weird because it's like people tend to be like, well, don't don't tell them what to do because the more you tell them what to do, the more they're going to do the opposite. It's I get that with some things, but with some of these decisions that people make and, and some of these partners that people choose to pick or partners that are completely, absolutely worthless that they still want to try to put little names and things on to make them seem worthwhile when everybody knows they're not mm-hmm. is, is, is just a level of willful ignorance that you are trying to impose on everybody else that you are throwing your time and life away and missing out on Mr. and Mrs. Wright because you for some weird unknown reason to me feel that you have to completely invest into Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. I know. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um and those are the ones that it's like I, I'm just kinda like you're a lost cause. You 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 are destined to figure this out the hard way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you're going to be... And probably never figure yeah, it and, out. Yeah, and may never figure mm-hmm. it out. But if you do, your life's going to be half over. And you, you're you going to look back and be like, holy cow, I wasted how many years of my life on this disaster of a partner? Mm-hmm. For what? For for what? <laughs> you know? I know. Um, so. Yeah. Well... I think I think that about I mean that covers everything like you said um just a second ago it's it well, it's not that hard of a of a message to get out there mm-hmm. about this just I mean what are you doing yeah. in your for your life um but as always Thank you again for listening. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Um, Subscribe to um, iTunes, SoundCloud. 
anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you.